0: June approximately the twenty fourth, two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry too much. I'll just put that there. I'm, yeah, yeah, right there. I'm just wondering where you where you were born. You were born. I was born in South Yarra oh. in nineteen twenty three. September the sixth, nineteen twenty three, in South Yarra. South Yarra? Yeah. Did you play for the uh, local footy team there in South Yarra? No, 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 no. I was worth no, no, we uh so Dad was down working at the uh, United Distilleries, in there, Federal Distilleries in those days, and I would only been in there for about two years, which I think we shifted back to Castlemaine. Right. So I was born in South Yarra, but was only there for a couple of years. I was only here We were snippet one. then went to Castlemaine back to Castlemaine. Okay. What did you? I was going to ask what your parents did for a living back back in those days. Uh, well, back in those days, Dad, uh, as I said, he uh, worked at federal distilleries. And then when he went back to Castlemaine, he worked in a, uh, a wine merchant's place by the name of Beckinsale in right. Uh is Beckinsale still around? I don't think no, so. Yeah. Not at Castlemaine. I don't think. There may be relatives still up there. Right. But his wine and spirits is not there. Dad worked there as a... Uh, blender and uh, uh, you know they used to blend their own spirits their own wine and that yeah. sort of thing and Sale had a hotel at Bielava right. uh, which was in the depression by this time yeah. and the bloke apparently walked out and he just asked dad if he'd go up and look after it so dad went to Bielava to look after this hotel right. which we were there for probably seven or eight years yeah. so that's where he started off then in hotels from then on he was in hotels for the rest of his yeah. life just yeah. Isn't it funny how many former footballers own hotels? Yeah, you know, like a rule across the road or whatever. Yeah. Everyone got into the hotel business. Yeah. yeah, just must have been. Yeah, well, <laughs> it didn't suit me. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I went. Uh, I tried, but it uh, yeah. didn't suit me. You thought that no, that's that's not enough. See, I'd certainly time at, uh, Well, uh, Dad left Bealapa and then came back, and uh, lots of other things. But then he went to Reedsdale where we had hotel, no and from Reedsdale, I then went to Castlemaine mm. to school, to the tech school. Right. That was in 1936. And uh, I, more or less then, never lived at home, only when I went home for weekend or a holiday or something like that. My boots didn't live home then again until 1947, when we went up to have a couple of years in the pub, which we didn't like. Yeah. So did you play sport while you were at uh, Castlemaine too? Yes, yes. Uh, photos there, we came down and played the, uh, uh well, uh, basically, uh, I think I've still got the report book in there, and uh, one of the teachers said that sport is not going to affect your, your ability or sort of like that, but I think the next report that came out was a, a little bit different to that, that I should spend more time uh, on my skill work and <laughs> not on sport. Too busy playing football, don't yeah, worry. Right? Yeah, yeah. Was it just football you played or? Uh, No, I played all sport, yeah. tennis, cricket, uh, I started playing uh, senior football with Campbell's Creek when I was still at the Tech School. Where's Campbell's Creek exactly? Campbell's Creek's about six or seven K out of Castle Lake towards Darlsford, right Right. towards there. So I started playing football with Campbell's Creek when I was still at the Tech School with the seniors Mm. and uh, I'm still not sure as to whether the principal, Bob Adams, or whether it was Dad, uh, decided that uh, I was a bit too young for playing with the seniors and I can remember the uh, principal sitting at the desk with me one day saying look, we want you to play football with the tech school uh, you know, rather than play with the uh, with events sort of thing and I didn't, I was a bit naive and I didn't sort of, I said yeah alright, I agreed with him and stopped playing with Campbell's Creek uh, and then just played football with the tech school which we used to play interstate, uh, not interstate but uh, into school, then you go, Dalesford, Geelong and, and all that sort of thing and uh, then I think the next year, well it wasn't the next year because I was still at school, uh, in 37 and 38, 39 I started work, uh, I started playing with Castlemaine uh, football too, I got a transfer from Campbell's Creek. Creek. So my position is to play where you at Campbell's Creek? uh well i think uh from memory i was I know, around about half foot flag or something like that uh i, I remember that one particular day there uh, harold golden i think we were playing Malden, and uh i'm on the market this moment, like gonna have a kick for gold and of course so i just started them to pick something up and throw at him he had his kick and then raced at me to thump me. harold golden stood in the road and he it i missed so many people come in and watch the campbell's creek before Oh, uh, yeah, there was the... Country Saturday, Yeah, just Saturday. Sure. Just the country, you know, everybody. But back in those days, everybody seemed to have an interest uh, in that sort of thing. Right. And you used to get fair crowds uh, lined up. We used to come to uh, Trentford and play down there. And uh, during the winter, of course, down there it's very cold. And they used to have uh, 44-gallon drums around the ground uh, with fire in them to keep you warm. So while the ball was down the other end, the players used to stand around the... The 44 gallon drum, uh, well, uh Cupid Wool. Right. <laughs> did anyone so people would park their cars near the uh, the old, as you oh, said? Yeah, it? it's all that sort of thing. Heather's above the ground. Really. So, you, I mean, I know you went back to Casamane recently. Has it changed much since? since oh, the Casamane started? hasn't changed much in itself. It did, it's growing, there's more homes and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But, the, is the yeah. tech school still there? Uh, the tech's still there, but it's combined with high school now and it's not in the old original building where we were. How about Campbell's Creek football ground? Uh, Well, it's still going, I believe. Really? Yeah, the Campbell's Creek, yeah, yeah, they've still got a side there, and they've still got the Castlemaine Football League. Uh, That wasn't in the Bendigo League. They also had a Bendigo League, once Castlemaine had a team in the Bendigo League. But uh, in those years, uh, they'd pulled out of the Bendigo League because of the war, (laughs) and uh, the only game I played in the Bendigo League was one Saturday, in 1942, I think it was too, the same year I came to Melbourne. Uh, Kyneton used to have a steam train take them from Kyneton from, uh, to Bendigo to play football. Yeah. Uh, they used to hire a train and, uh, and the steam train used to take them up and back again. So, this particular day with nothing on on the Saturday, I decided to jump on the train at Castlemaine and go up with them. Mm. And halfway up to Bendigo, they didn't have a full team, so they said, we well, you have a game of footy? You now, how they rang me in, or how they got me to play football, I've got no idea. Right. But it, they set me up with boots and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob McCasper was coaching Sanders this particular day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the only game of football I had was with Cambridge Creek in the Bendigo League, and I think I kicked three goals. They stuck me in the forward pockets. They just sit in the forward pocket, So if I sat in, and up, three goals. You're interrupting. He
1: probably won't mention it, but he got
0: that one, yeah? Oh, that was only That's it. for... Um,
1: yeah,
0: when he was in school. That was... MDSFC. The Midland District School Football Team. Right, right. Best and fairest player won by FBI in 1938. That's not a bad thing that they gave back then, is it? That's pretty good. That's the only medal I ever got, the only trophy I ever got. Uh, What happened in that particular year, which was 1947, Mm. uh, 1947, I think, or 48, I'm not too sure. 47, 48. What if they still have the uh, drums with fire going on Campbell's Creek? Right? Uh, down at Trenton. I don't know. I, I haven't been around there uh, for years, so I wouldn't know. Did the ball ever go in the bins? No, no. It it was en- there was enough people around to uh, to stop him from falling into the fire. Oh, I've just got this image. Yeah. When we used to go to, uh, to uh, Malmesbury to play... Mm-hmm. They used to hunt the cows off just prior to us playing football. So if you ever got pushed into the ground, you was likely to go sliding along in a cow pack. So no no cows ever ran on during the match? No, no. They used to have a mock while the match was on. But, uh, oh, I don't know where those photos are. Now, but, uh, 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 so they presented this at probably at the end of the season, I guess? No, no, no. It, it was in around about the September school holidays. All right. And they formed a team... From what they call the Midland, uh, I saw that the other day, but, uh, From the uh, middle, like uh, Bendigo, mm. Castlemaine, mm. uh, Kyneton, mm. uh, they formed a team to come to Melbourne to play the, some uh, school teams in Melbourne. Mm. and. We finished up playing the Victorian under-16, school... Uh, Victorian team, school boys team, school board team. We are beating them right up until a couple of minutes and they beat us by a couple of points. Oh. And unfortunately, I turned 16 just prior to them picking the team, or I think I would have got a game in the Victorian oh, wow. school boys team. But I just... Went over the 16 yeah. with it. Should have Uh That's the team uh, which uh, they picked. This uh, is the. Um, this is right, a, yep. uh, school boy. This is these schoolboys that came down from Castlemaine to Clay. Who happened to be captain. <laughs> I mean, have you taken uh, it? Reg Liveridge. He was a teacher at uh, the tech school. Mm-hmm. Harris was a teacher up at uh, uh, Bendigo. Ah. Uh, this chap finished up playing a few games with Richmond, but uh, his dad was the governor of the jail at Castlemaine, and he said, I don't like you playing with Richmond. I've got too many inmates from Richmond. I'd like you to play with a better team. And he went and played with Essendon, and he finished up playing in one of Essendon's grand final, Burt Harbour. <laughs> Heavens above. Uh, this chap came down, came down with me after I'd started their Ray Bower and played a few games with Richmond. Then he then finished up going to Port Melbourne a few games, I think, and then uh, back to Chastelmine to the vinegar. What's the name? Uh, I think McKinkey, that, uh, from North Melbourne. Yep. Uh, McKinkey, uh oh, there was another one from Footscray, that finished up at Footscray, mm. was playing in this Victorian team uh, when we came down. But they just took that as a uh, these are the Victorian boys and these are the... That's Bertie Harper and that's myself in the front. We you actually uh, jumping for a ball? Oh, that was just after the game. They just did, yeah. you know, they just thrown the ball okay. up to they take a photo. Part. Part. It was a dummy thing, you know. One of those, those gimmick things. <laughs> that's a nice photo. I like the jumpers. Uh, they were our old Tech jumper. Oh, OK. The old old away Tech jumper. Yeah. So what was the team like? Oh, cool. well, yeah, fairly good. Well, you yeah. know, back in those days, well, we thought we were all right. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Uh, so did you follow a Leifel team at this stage of your life? Well, I always wanted to be a Bob Pratt. Because Bob Pratt was in the, uh, from South Melbourne. He was all in the four then, and of course, everybody wanted to be a Bob Pratt. True. And uh, when I did play with Castle Main, uh, I played centre-out forward at Castle Main as big as I am, so you can imagine, you know, back in those days. Mm. But uh, uh, I used to, well, if you could get a run, uh, you could take a screamer. In fact, uh, Jack McMurray Jr. umpired our grand final the year that we won it up there, and uh, he always reckoned that I took one of the best marks that he'd ever seen, because I got a run and got up. But the next year, or actually, when I then did come to Melbourne to play football, uh, he was umpiring down here, which uh, I think I got a few free kicks from Jack because of the fact that I knew him. Up, uh, he remembered me from Castle yeah. So why Bob Pratt? Did you uh... oh, only because I think of the uh, feats and the high flying and the... like? Would you go down and watch him? Oh no no no! I yeah. never ever saw a league game. Right. No, I never. Yeah. I think I may have come down to about a thirty-seven uh, grand final, yeah. which I think it was. Geelong and Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood were beating Geelong that year and I think Ron Todd was playing, I can remember him uh, getting the ball nearly to the, the centre of the ground and, and that had finished up in the stand behind the goalpost. He, he could kick a hell of a ball at Ron time. But Geelong were getting beat and they finished up dropping their whole side around after half time. Their back line went to the forward line, the forward line went to the back line they finished up winning. Uh, Menorah were playing, Reg Hickey was playing but, uh, so, did you number on your back? Or? No, 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 no. I never <coughs> ever got to that stage of that sort of thing. So, you, you, so you, never, you never really saw a game of football? No. So, what? Just in the newspapers or on the radio? Yeah, only from the radio yeah. and newspapers and, uh, you know, only from, uh, uh, I can't say television back no, then, because we didn't yeah. have it but, uh, well, I, I Only from papers and, uh, you know, so uh, you learn yeah. all about, so about pop crap from the papers yeah, and all yeah. the stories and the marks and, yeah basically that's about all I came by. So did you barric, so they bought you for self? Oh, I don't think I did really barric yeah. for anybody really. Yeah. Uh, I never had a, uh, I never had a team that was only Bob Pratt sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so he'd be to play, you know, he could have played anywhere. And
2: so did you ever get to meet
0: Bob Pratt? No, 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 I never really ever really met a, uh, a league player yeah. you know, at all. Yeah. So we you only got in any other sports whilst you were, did you excel in? Oh, the others. So, well, I mean, your football failed, you, well, I, I played a bit of tennis, a bit of cricket, uh, what have you. That's a fair play. Pre-merge race bright. Well, was, it was just a lazy 117 that day. <laughs> and and it was an off day. Play, uh, can't be weak for uh, Western Plains, this is when I was up at Cressy with dad's. Right. And, uh, you know, we played there, we got through to the finals and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they were just, uh, well, that's what we done in those days. Football finished in September and then uh, the other six months you either played tennis or you played cricket mm-hmm. or you swam mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you'd come back and start training football. Not like today, we the sort of 12 months of the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> really? We're not going to get married during the footy season <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that Well I was, I was at Ballarat We got married in 1948 uh, I was at Ballarat playing country week cricket Left Ballarat on the Friday And playing uh, country week cricket uh, Came married on the Saturday Went away for a fortnight's honeymoon Came back and started training for footy it was, uh, So were you just predominantly a batsman? Oh no I used to do a bit of a well, we wickets or yeah. whatever in those days you've done a bit of everything sort of thing. Well, I
2: mean,
0: that's uh, hundreds hundred is a fair of it. No, I think when I said I, I got a, well, I got a few hundreds there but it's never in the paper because mm-hmm. nobody ever used to report it. I think one particular game I think I hit 100 in the fours 25 fours or something. But no one reported it? No. Nah. <laughs> Which one did you enjoy more? What are your well, I, I enjoyed cricket more than football Strange as it may seem, but I didn't do any I didn't go anywhere with cricket. Uh, I did work at the Shell Company. This is the year that in nineteen forty forty six. Mm. Uh Maury Fleming's brother got me a job at the Shell Depot down at Spotswood. Right. And uh, I was playing cricket with them. But uh, oh, I don't know, I well I feel that I think I would have done better at cricket if I'd have kept going at cricket but nobody sort of encouraged <laughs> you to do these sort of things, sure. uh, uh, so yeah. you're more or less on your own and you've just done your own thing, whatever you wanted your to do. parents didn't encourage you to go no, and no, cricket? No, no, Kennedy's. nobody nobody encouraged you mm. or uh, decided what you should or you shouldn't. Or you were just left to your own uh, device sort of thing. Did many of the people you played football with, you also played cricket with? Yes, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, in Casamay.
1: That
0: was the norm in those days. It was the norm in those days Mm. that uh, whatever you played sport in the winter, you all played together, and then you all played uh, whatever sport you played in the summer. It was the norm, I think, in those days. And I think the young ones in those days took more interest in that sort of thing than what they do today. But then again, I've drifted out of it, so it still could be the same. But I think they more or less try and... and uh, do one thing more than uh, a multiple of things mm. and the thing is doing a multiple of things you never finish up any good at any it's like a, you're a jack of all trades and master of none. right right hand about yeah yeah how about a bowler right hander also yeah. yeah i was all right handed yeah. school with everything else on uh, a bit of anything so when you played football could you kick both feet? To a would agree. Yeah. Was that normal? But was that like not normal? It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't something that they uh, tried to get you to yeah. do. Not like today. Yeah. Uh, today, you've got to be ambidextrous, you've got to be a left a, a right. Regardless uh, of what size, right? Yeah, that's mean, right. You still got to be able to keep When I when I played back in the forties, you was either right or you was left. And strange as it may seem, there was very, very few left left uh, people. Uh, Ray Stokes used to kick left foot. Off, mm-hmm. If I remember rightly, in the centre. But I can't remember very many left-footers like there are today, like natural left-footers. Mm. There's a terrible lot of natural left-footers today. I'm a left-footer. I am left footer well, i did not go very far in football, but I'm left-footer. No, so no. I always ask them, I go, left-footer? Because I can't keep right-footing by choice. Yeah. But they never encouraged you to try and do both back in those days. If you done it, you, 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 you know, if, if you wanted to try and do it yourself, but they didn't encourage you to do it. And invariably, you always knew every way which... Person was going to turn yeah. because they, were, uh, you know, they were naturally either right or left. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is one of the questions I've been wanting to ask you: is when and how did Richmond first? How did you first get introduced to the Richmond Club? Or Richmond When Club. did it all? What was the well, moment you know, where it had happened? Well, it goes back, uh, I think, somewhere in here in where Joe Murdy, uh introduced me to Richmond. But I personally feel that there was nobody who introduced me to Richmond. Mm. Uh, it's, it was in 1942, and Castlemaine had disbanded. Mm. And there was no football being played in Castlemaine at that time. The Castlemaine League disbanded. Mm. Uh, Bendigo League had two or three teams, but Castlemaine had pulled out of that, due to the war, of course. So, I was just sitting around doing nothing for the Saturday. Although, i better go back. At the start of '42, I think Richmond, there was a few uh, people knew people at Footscray, mm. and and they suggested that at the start of 1942, I go and train at Footscray. So I came down, and introduced myself. Nobody there. You know, I just came down, and introduced myself. Yeah, all right, have a game, sort of thing. I can remember stripping alongside of Ambrose Palmer and Norm Weir and these blokes, yeah. having a game of football on the Saturday. This was practice. Uh, at the end of the day, I uh, wanted to get the train back to Castlemaine again. And they said, oh, look, I think you're a little bit young. No, was only about 18, I really. think. I think you're a little bit young. Uh, sign this form for and come back next year. And I said, oh, look, no, I'm not signing anything. Uh, we'll see what happens next year, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Castlemaine and half the year went by. Mm-hmm. And I think there was two boys coming down from Castlemaine playing with Richmond Seconds. I think they were Ray Alexander and Bert Harper, from what I can remember. And I think one day they said to uh, Maury Fleming, "Do you think they could give me a a go run in the second sort of thing?" Murray said, "Yeah, bring him down, Uh, and we'll give him a run sort of thing." Uh, I think uh, Wheaties Martin Ray Martin was coaching Richmond at that time, at the seconds I think at that time. So this is halfway through the season. So I came down with the boys on the Saturday and uh, the guy gave me a run and I finished up playing in the seconds for a few games. Uh, I was 19th man at Yarraville against Footscray, because uh, Footscray ground, I think the army had it. Mm. And the next game uh, they put me in against Collingwood at Victoria Park. Yeah. And, uh, so did it all happen very quickly? It, well, this happened within four or five games of playing the three uh, seconds. And uh, I can remember after that particular game at Collingwood one of the officials standing up and said that uh, they felt that I was the best on the ground for Richmond that particular day. But soon it was my first game and uh, there was no guarantee I'd get a game the following Saturday uh, that they would give the prize to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so technically your first game was as 19th man. Do you count that as your... Would you count that as your first? Well, you'd count, I suppose. Yeah. As, as, Against uh, a your team, team that you train sort of with. with yeah, foot The year before, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, well the, the same year, actually. Oh, the the start of 42, the same year. So did uh, uh, so did many people recognize you? No, no, no. no. I, don't think, mm. I don't think anybody recognized so like you. So you just sat on the bench for that day? Is, it, is that I just I sat on the bench. I, I just, can't remember whether I had run or not. I was 19th man, because they only had the 19th man in those days. So the only, the only reason you would come onto the ground... Would somebody come, come off injured? Right. and mean, you, you can't come back again once you went off in those days. Yeah. There was no coming right. back or anything like that. Now, I can't remember whether I went onto the ground or not. So you're there, fingers crossed, hoping yeah. it gets injured. Yeah. But <laughs> I can't remember whether whether it happened or not. How about but, with the Collingwood, with your, with your, your first real match when you. Collingwood was yeah. the first game. Do you remember that? Quite well. Uh, well, all I can remember about that game was that uh, being young and stupid and. Uh, you put your head down and tear in like Billy O to try and get the football. Uh, this particular time I was in the centre of the ground. I went chasing into this pack, picked the ball up, and as I picked the ball up, Albie Panham's standing there with his knee up and hit me fair in the crown jewels. <laughs> Not good. Uh, so Not I learned very quickly to uh, watch what you do. Did your family come down? No, 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 no. I just come down on my own from Casamone, and I think Maury picked me up. and dropped me off for dinner and then got me back to the train. Um, come off night shift, go I, home and
1: have a wash and a feed. And get the train to get down to Melbourne and then do as
0: as the putting The only way that I could play football, of course, during the war, there we had to work twelve-hour shifts, and I was I was apprenticed uh, to Turner. Mm. And uh, the only way I could get Saturday off, because they had to work Saturday, the only way I could get Saturday off was to work night shift, which was from six o'clock or six o'clock in the morning, we were working 12-hour shifts. Right. But on the Friday, we only worked from six o'clock to two o'clock Saturday morning. Right. So I'd knock off at two o'clock Saturday morning, ride the bike home to where I was living to the arties dive into bed, she'd get me up, have a bite to eat, I, ride, think I, like well, I think they used to get me up around about quarter to seven, have a bite to eat, ride the push bike down to the Castlemont station, leave the bike there, get the train at 20 to eight, Always the 20 to train. 20 to 8 train. And arrive in Melbourne about 10 o'clock, yep. where Murray picked me up. So just up at the Spencer um, the Spencer Street. Spencer Street. Murray would be there, waiting yeah. there, Yeah, he'd be there in his coupe forward. He had a little two door coupe forward. <laughs> I was going to say, so it all got very, um, uh, not regiment, but very normal, you know. Yeah, work, you wake up. Yeah, yeah. Up on the bike. You so like I had your bike at the station. Yeah, yeah, I was only having two or three hours sleep at the Saturday night, and then coming down playing football. See, I never never used to get home. I never used to knock off till 2 o'clock Saturday morning. Right. they go straight home. Yeah, in the bed. Bit of a wash up. Mm. You only had a bath once a week in those days, Mm. but you wanted it, or not Have a bit of a wash up in the bed and the auntie would call me up, give me a bit of breakfast and ride the push bike down to, with the Gladstone bag on the handlebar, down to the station, leave that there and the train to to Melbourne. So I, I had practically no sleep. Did you ever miss the train? No, no, never missed a train. Mr. Tra- no, no, never, never missed a train. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Murray Fleming is <laughs> waiting there for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, never ever missed a train, but that same year in '42, as I say, where I came down halfway through the season, I finished up playing in the seconds and the first finals. Now, I can't remember where the seconds got to the grand final. I don't think they did. But I was picked also in the first grand final. Mm. It, uh, we played Essendon in '42, and they both. And I, I got a split hip within the first 10 minutes of the game. Our uh, Doc Rogan gave me a needle, I think it was a ruddy horse needle too, it was about that ruddy long. But it didn't have any effect whatsoever, so the drugs they used in those days are not as good as the ones they use today. The, the unique thing about yourself is that you never trained with Richmond. Uh, well, when I say never, yeah. I only trained in the season 46 mm-hmm. when I was in Melbourne. And probably about six other games in, or 48. uh, No, in around about 50. And then 51 I'd done my knee at the start of the season. So you never mingled with the players after the game? No. no. See, I never had time, because the train used to leave at 6 o'clock to go back to Castlemaine. And there was no mention of staying down. Nobody thought to say, oh, I'll stay down the night and go back on the Sunday train. So they used to run a Sunday train. But nobody ever thought of, oh, I'll stay down and we'll put you up or whatever. Uh, no, it was race you back to the train to uh, back to Castellane again. And how long did this happen for? Well, this happened from 1942 to 1946. Murray Fleming take you back to the train Well, Well, not not somebody used to take you back. It used to be somebody different all the time, like... Maury used to pick us up but there was always somebody waiting with a car to take us back from whatever ground we were playing at. It was always the 6 o'clock you had to hop on? Yeah, yeah. Did you miss the 6 no, o'clock? Pardon? No, no, I never ever missed a train going home. The That's only thing, lucky. Yeah, the only thing I got into trouble one night when Roma was on the train and I went and sat with the boys instead of sitting with Roma?" Mm-hmm. and she, she knitted two left hand sleeves instead of a right to left hand. So Roma came down on the train with you? Right? No, no, no. Roma happened to be going home that particular time she oh. went down. We were only just starting oh. to go together then. We weren't really, real serious. We were sort of... So were you the only player around about that time who, who was doing that? Who was, no, who was uh, uh, no. Uh, oh, when I say I don't know other clubs. Yeah, I no, don't but I mean with Richmond. Well, Richmond, no. there was... Uh, well, as I said, uh, Ray, I think, uh, Ray Alexander and Bert Harper were coming down too and then uh, around about 1944 or something like that Ray Bower started coming down with me
1: mm.
0: right. now we used to get uh, 12 and 6 for our train fare that was our expenses 12 shillings and sixpence the club used to give you yeah. Yeah. train expenses train expenses and uh, I can remember Ray Bauer saying to Maury Fleming one particular day oh, look." We're a little bit out of pocket, we're not even getting enough money for our dinner, we want a little bit more, so I think we got 15 shillings, that's $1.50 for our train fare and our dinner. Sure. So, did it ever cross your mind to find a place down in Melbourne to, no. to stay? No. To no, well, See, it? I was still an apprentice then, of course, at uh, Thompson's Fitting Attorney. Right. I was still doing the five year apprenticeship man. course. And it was a, the only reason that I was down in '46 yeah. was that I finished my apprenticeship. We left Thompson's to go to Port Augusta uh, just to get away from Thompson's. Yeah. And then I came back to Melbourne, which I said, Lauren Fleming's brother got me a job at uh, Shell at Spotswood. Mm. Well, see, that was a hassle too, because I was living I was living with a chap by the name of Les Burton. They decided to put me up, I think, that, uh, football club must have asked somebody whether they could put me up uh, uh, somewhere to live and uh, I was living at Paran, having to go to Swatswood to work and then get from Swatswood back to Richmond to train overnight a night. By train! So when did you first get to have your own car? Did you ever... Well, I had a car in those I days, <coughs> I had a car in those days but I never thought about driving. Mm. Uh, I used to go by train to Spotswood and the train back again, and all that sort of thing. Mm. And uh, coming from Castlemaine, in the latter years, uh, we used to come down by car sometimes with a board by the name of Alec Birmingham. Now, Alec Birmingham had a little single seater boxer, and the three of us used to sit in the front of it. But petrol was rationed too, mm. and he had a gas producer on the back of it. Now, I don't know whether you know anything about these gas producers, but it was a it was a retort that you put on the back. You loaded with uh, charcoal, lit a fire under it, which made gas, which you put into the motor to try and make it go. So we used to start off in our collars and ties and all nice and white. By the time we got to Melbourne, Ray Bauer and I used to look like Al Jolson from stoking this car up uh, with this uh, charcoal to get us to Melbourne. A a Which we used to pay uh, uh, pay Alex the, the fear that would, would have cost us on the train sort of thing. Yeah. <coughs> we so were still getting our, our, our fear on the train. When Murray and picked you up the Saturday morning, would you go straight to the ground? Uh, no, <coughs> Murray would drive us around on a Saturday morning, from 10 o'clock he would drive us around and then he'd drop us off at a little place, a cafe in Flinders Street opposite the Flinders Street Railway Station near Hartley Bikes, and I can't remember the name of the cafe. Right. But back in those days, uh, Ray Bauer and I were probably doing the right thing by today's standards, but we thought we were doing the right wrong thing, and we wouldn't tell Morrie what we were having for dinner. Because back in those days, uh, a footballer's meal of a Saturday was usually a steak. But Ray Bauer and I was having spaghetti or pasta. We're having this plate of spaghetti on toast and then a big bowl of, of custard and, and peaches, which to, by today's standard would probably be the right thing to be eating. Delicious. Energy. Yeah, but we didn't realise this. We thought we were supposed to be eating steak, so we wouldn't tell them what we were having. And nobody ever knew that we were eating spaghetti. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you go to the cafe, have something to it, yeah. have a bit of lunch, maybe yeah. breakfast? Yeah. Oh, no, no have uh, breakfast. Lunch. Yeah, lunch. And then Laurie would pick us up, or somebody would pick us up in the car to take us to whatever ground we are playing. In. And, and then, see, uh, this too, we weren't always in the seniors team at this right. particular time. Uh, so you did this even though, uh, even when you were in reserves too? Uh, oh yes, yeah, oh, yes, uh, Even when it was with the uh, with the seconds or reserves. Same, same thing applies and we'd go to the main game because you might be in emergency. Sure. So you'd have to wait there until they decided they had the team. Then somebody would race you to the ground where the I reserves were playing. Which was the, it was the other group. Uh, yeah. it, it you was you played in home ground, was yeah, yeah, you played a different... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Compared to the You scenes. played all over the place. Right. And it wasn't always uh, on the opposing side's ground because we used to play out at uh, Royal Park we used to play at Old Scotch, where the uh, uh, tennis centre is now. Uh, we used to play on the Albert Ground, not always at the opposing grounds, uh, opposite grounds. So quite often you would maybe arrive the game late. Well, oh, we'd arrive there and they were all ready to go out. There we are, trying to get ready to 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 make the to get out at the bounce of the ball. That's very good. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing to think. Nowadays, it's just yeah. And. Uh, I can remember uh, at Collingwood, one particular day at Collingwood, I'd, I'd driven down from Castlevania in the little Vauxhall, no, I think it was from uh, Cressy, and I didn't know much about Melbourne, and I went to the Collingwood, the Victoria Park, or supposedly, I never knew where the ground was, and I think I, I parked in Victoria Street, and walked, and I'm walking and walking and walking, trying to find the Collingwood ground, I arrived at about two minutes before the ball was to be bounced. Mario was just about to say, "Look, he's not going to arrive." Uh, he didn't think I was going to be there uh, when I walked in, but I didn't know where the ground was, and I thought Victoria Street was where the football ground was. in School, Victoria Street, oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was miles from it. I was going to say? When you came down from when you would catch the train from Castlemaine to down to Melbourne. Uh, would there be written supporters on the train as well? No no, 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 no. No one really? No. Oh, no, no, no. No supporters. No. Oh, no, it was only the couple of blokes that, uh, that uh, were playing football yeah. with the reserves. And then it got to the stage where it was only Ray Bower and I coming down because the other boys had tripped it up. Yeah. So how did the players, how did the senior players treat you in the sense that? Oh, well, they wouldn't see for the entire week. That's right. Well, this is what I say. Uh... Well, I think I got on all right uh, in as much as the, there was no uh, actual banter or talk or anything like that. I'd just come in, hang the things up, get changed. Uh, Bob Borden, I can remember Bob Borden, he was a ruckman and a great friend of Irish too. Uh, well, I got on well with Bob. He, he was a fireman and, and uh, he sort of took me under his wing. Mm. But you'd say good day, you'd say hello, but you had nothing in common. Uh, to talk about. So it was basically, hello, how are you? Uh, run out, play football, get dressed and go home. Do you like the chocolate? Certainly, yeah. If you tea, coffee or a chocolate? Oh, that's part are a tea family. Uh, so, I really didn't get close to anybody.
2: Mm.
0: And I think this is one reason why I may have drifted away from the club when I finished. Because I had nobody, as a specific friend, Everybody recognised me and everybody knew me, everybody talked, but we had nothing greatly in common uh, to liaise or to say, look, we'll go out for tea or we'll do this or we'll do that. Because, as I said, nine times out of ten, I probably never said hello to uh, nine of the players because i was never near enough to them. What would happen when no new player would start? You probably wouldn't know who the new player was, obviously, too. No. See, uh, living in Castlemaine... I never knew whether I was in the team until I read the paper Friday morning. I think uh, there was no communication. Uh, I, I wouldn't communicate. The Richmond Football Club never communicated, and uh, I named the paper. I'd, I'd have to read the paper Friday morning to see whether I was playing. And if you weren't playing, what what, what would the well I'd, I'd, I'd be back. No, I'd be <laughs> back. I'd be back in the <laughs> second sort of thing in the reserves. Yeah. And see. Uh, I think in the 10 years there, I had about 118, 120 games or something. But the first three years I was there, I only played 15 senior games in the first three years. What was that? Well, for the the 1942, I only played a few senior games. And as you realise, if you play more than six games with the seconds, or with the first, you can't play with the reserves in the finals. Well, I hadn't played enough games, so that allowed me to play first and second finals in 42, which, you did. which I did. Then in 43, I had a little bit of a rough trot in 43, then I went down with tonsillitis. I the tonsils out. Mm. I, I caught chicken the pocket, goodness knows what not. So I missed a lot of games in 43, and I still can't remember why I didn't play in the 43 grand final, mm. they won it. I was going to ask you that question. That was one of my questions. Because you played in 42, Yeah. But I missed the 43, and I can't for the life of me remember whether I was admitted, I didn't get picked, uh, or, or, or what, I don't know. Mm. But I wasn't in the 43, but they just put, uh, in the photo they just put a little insert in with the photo in the insert, the thing because I was on the list for the year. And then 44, uh, I had a bit of a rough trot in 44. In fact, I finished up going back to Castlemaine and playing a few games with Castlemaine in 44 so for the first three years i played 15 senior games and two of them were grand finals and then i played in the grand final in 44. so so 15 games two of them were grand finals were not they yeah. 42 and 44. yeah and uh, you said in 42 you also played the second finals so how did, did they go all the way No, know? i don't right, think, I think so i don't think they won the grand i, I, I don't right. think they got through to the grand final if i could just touch on the grand finals for a second then how did you was it was it any difference to preparing for a normal match than the grand final <laughs> i mean we're talking grand final here. you know the, the everyone's well, ultimate goal well personally no right uh, i suppose you could say i never uh, never prepared for a game of football anyway, sure. and the grand final was no different right. now in 42 i think i just came down from castellano on for the day. on the day that happened to be down there. He came down because he was uh, in a hotel at Clunes, I think it was. Right. And he was there for that, that particular game. And then I stood with him, because I never went back after half-time. Okay, you know, so, so what actually happened in the game? Well, in, in, in the first 10 minutes, I got I split the muscles on my hip. And... Did uh, uh, that occur in a, in a contest a the time. Yeah, Yeah, in a, in a bit of a contest, I got uh, split muscles on the hip. And uh, I didn't continue then on after half-time in, in that 42, and that, you lost, um, I can't remember who you, you lost to there, sorry. yesterday, that's... did you ever look like winning, did you think? Oh, no, I think yesterday went just too good for us on a particular day, uh, they just outclassed us. So, were uh, you we disappointed? Uh, to be perfectly honest, no. Yeah. Uh, football never got to me that way. Uh, if we won, we won, if we lost, we lost. I was never, ever uh, emotional uh, over a game of football. Uh, So in 42, and as I said, 43, uh, I came down only on the day and went home on the day in 42. In 43, I didn't even come down to the game. I I couldn't have come down because I can't even remember it. Now in 44, Fitzroy's last premiership, premiership, Mm. they decided to bring me down the week before and spend the week in Melbourne to train and what have you. Get and get accustomed to everything. So they put this put me up, brought me down. They said they'd pay my week's wages. Now, how I ever finished my apprenticeship at Thompsons, I never know because of the amount of time I lost. And the boss always used to say to me, "Look, sport will never keep you." Uh, not like today, because it wouldn't back in those days. But he was a little. But the amount of time that I lost, uh, it's a wonder they ever signed my papers. But anyway, I I came down for the week they put me up at Skinning Titus's Hotel, which was in Church Street, not far from Bryant and May's. Now, that was a self-service sort of a place too. Uh, he had a lot of people working at uh, Bryant and May's boarding there. So at lunchtime, the whistler blow, everybody had raced to the dining room and there'd be a big pot of stew on the, on the on the fireplace. So you'd all race in and help yourself, just sit around the table, help yourself the pot of stew. Now, for the rest of the week, Tuesday we'd go and train. Wednesday, I'd just walk around the streets. Thursday we'd train. Friday, I'd go and walk around the streets. Saturday, I'd lined up down at, Fitz, at St Kilda for the game of footy. There was no special. Uh, Did the players get together at all? No. You know, the night before or on the day? No. You know, at the, at the no. Or no. No. There was. As I said I came down for the week at Skinny Titus and the fact that by the way I never ever got paid either. They said they'd pay me the big week's wages, but I did never ever got it. I got the money for the for the grand final. The same thing was. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you get did you get paid extra for being in the grand final? Now in forty two in 42 we got our match payment. Right. And I can remember Maury Fleming giving me twenty-five pound at a later date for money that had been put in. Uh to be split up amongst the players for playing in the grand final. And I think we did get a little extra, but I couldn't tell you what it was. We were getting £3, I think $6 at that particular stage, for playing, being on the, uh, in the senior side, £3. Now, how did you feel in 44 with the fact that the club won in 43 the year before? Did you think that this could you might be in luck here? Uh, it's a joy, this could be a chance? Well, we were hoping it would be, there yeah. Uh, and we felt that we had a fairly good uh, uh, chance of winning that one. But there was no special preparation, there was no team meetings, there was no get-together, there was no game plan, as they call it today, or anything like that. Now, I don't know during the year whether that ever happened at the ground, that they had a whiteboard or a game plan, or I think they used to sometimes say they'd have a pie night on a Thursday night, but the pie night was just uh, half a dozen pies and two blocks of beer, uh, now, whether anybody gave a talk or tried to make a plan out, mm-hmm. I've got no idea. We see, who were your coaches for the, for the Jack two? Jack Dyer. For both grandfathers yeah. that you played? Yeah. Jack Dyer was coached uh, from the time I was there in 42 until 48 or nine, when I think Jack got sacked no. and no. Albie Penham took over. No. And I think that's, that's when I done my knee in 51 and Albie Panham was coaching now in 52 I went down and started training but I don't think Albie had a great deal of time for me Uh, he didn't think I'd ever make it again because we never put the uh, effort into making your leg uh, strong again now the only, we had no equipment no gym equipment Uh, I used to come home here and tie a brick in a bag and tie it on my shoe and try and strengthen my leg with a brick swinging on the bottom of my foot, sitting on the edge of the table. There was no, no physio. Mm. Nobody ever looked at the game. I was going to make it, and Daston apparently came down looking for players. And uh, uh, Billy Dean from Melbourne, a back pocket player from Melbourne, was mm. going up there. And uh, they were offering us 10 pounds, which was the same as we were going to get playing league football. Uh, was, yeah, there, was there a bit of concern when Elby became coach? Because oh, well, there, was a bit dis- there was a little bit of... I know uh, Jack probably was quite disappointed. Uh, you know, Jack was disappointed, and there was a little bit of concern uh, at the time. That it didn't, uh, obviously didn't affect you at all. It didn't affect me, because uh, 51 I didn't play under him because I was out with for me for the entire season. Yes. I'd done it in February, uh, in a a practice game. Uh, I went down on my knee, uh, walked off the ground as good as gold. No trouble at all. Came home here. At about 2 o'clock Sunday morning in bed, I went to move my leg. And the ruddy thing just shot back and locked. And uh, Roma rang the ground on the Sunday morning. And uh, Booth, I think it was Ian Booth, was the head trainer, I think. Glass, small, they with glasses. He came out, and he started, and eventually got me leg straight, and he then went to bend it. In shot, there and locked again. And, uh, do you, do you yeah. still have trouble with him then? No, no, I have no trouble at all with that. Anyway, uh, from then on, they sent me to that many different physicos, that many manipulators, mm. who every time I'd go to them, they'd say, yeah, we'll have you playing Saturday, we'll have you playing Saturday, well, I got to the stage halfway through the season, they sent me to uh, Prince Henry's Hospital, where a, a chap by the name of Mr. Jens was the orthopedic surgeon, and he operated on the knee. And I still, to this day, think he operated on the wrong side and then decided to do the other side because I finished up with two big scars each side of my knee. They are about six inches long. Each side of my knee. Have to track him down and ask him. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's poor. Poor plague's yeah. dead. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, look here, look here. On the grand final day, I don't know if it's the same as now. But did like did I give you a talk beforehand?
2: Before oh, that, yeah.
0: Well, in the yes, yeah, Jack would always uh, give you a talk, right. but it wasn't a it wasn't a good talk, motivational talk. It wasn't a motivational talk. It wasn't a game plan talk. It was just a a pep talk. Uh, to, it, well, you've heard uh, uh, Teddy Whitten on the telly where they showed him, you know and like a bull. Well, that was basically all it was. Right. And I would say uh, 17 of the 19 players never even knew what he was talking about. Same at half-time? Would he do that of yeah, the grand final? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Right. So with Fitzroy, I'm not too sure if you are lean at half-time or I know it was a, a relatively close game. Uh, oh, it's probably in there somewhere uh, uh, red, but I, I couldn't tell uh, uh, I just, I just can't remember the... the the, oh, yeah, progressive great. scores. In fact, I think the scores might be in the back of the book. Yeah, probably yeah. were well, one of the okay. book. Were you disappointed that you lost? Oh, well, you played in well, that two grand finals and you lost them. Yeah. Well, we were disappointed. Sorry about you know. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were disappointed, but uh, the 1942 grand final, I just went back to Casamance. <laughs> uh, I wasn't in 43, 44. The 44 grand final. Uh, once we. Uh, showered and changed and got dressed. I think I met Raymond. We went to the pictures. No, we didn't. We went to see the uh, fight. What was Mickey Miller and oh yes. Mickey Miller and uh, oh,
1: yes. uh, Miller and,
0: uh two Freddie Dorrer fight at the uh, at the stadium. At the stadium. Yeah, and I think it lasted. It didn't even last a round. I think Freddie Dawson, the uh, Negro American, what Mickey Miller, he was one of our boxers here. So I think within two seconds of the, of the fight. So we got up then and walked down into the city and went into a newsreel where we saw uh, a little bit of the newsreel showing a bit of the uh, uh, 44 bit A bit of the match you just played. Yeah, that day. yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you plan before, beforehand that you were going to go to the fight? Was it oh, yes, yeah, that, that was fight the, uh, match we yeah, yeah. to yeah. fight. Yeah, that was already planned. I find that. But did you think, did you have any second thoughts about the the match after was over. No. No so yeah. Uh We went back to Castlemaine. Yeah. Uh, we went back to Castlemaine after that. Next year and uh, I had nobody to talk to about it. Mm. Because nobody at Castlemaine had been down to it. Mm. Nobody at had seen it. Uh, only what they'd read in the paper, or the Sporting Globe on Saturday night, uh, or the uh, paper Monday. So looking back now, because I don't know if you were... If you were thinking about it, but they played in 42 and lost, they played in 43 and won. They played in 44 and lost. Yes. So you probably thought, look, there's a good chance you'll be in another grand final. Yeah, probably. yeah. Well, we, well, we, we felt enough. that, uh, th- we, you know, we felt that, well, when I say we felt, uh, there was a good show that on those performances we should have gone on to uh, more finals, hmm. but unfortunately, uh, I don't think we're in the, in the final until Fitzroy again in 47, I think it was. There was, a, there was a, that's where the gap started. Yeah. and then there was that long gap. Yeah. yeah. Now, we played Fitzroy on the first semi-final, and that was the first semi-final back on the Melbourne ground after the war. And it was a record crowd of about 88,000. Now, Jack Dyer got up that particular day to give us a speech and I've never seen anybody so nervous. Jack could hardly talk. He 47. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was that nervous. Wasn't but, I mean, but, but you probably thought as a kid that I'll be in another grand final. Oh, well, uh, I can't say that I did, do you know what I mean? But, so are you disappointed now, looking back, that you Oh, well, I, I would have liked to, I suppose, yeah. in in, uh, in hindsight. Sure uh i suppose it would be nice to say yes i played in a grand final uh, or a winning grand final uh but it hasn't worried me that great yeah so yeah sort of like it didn't mean because you weren't connected to the club it didn't really affect you much no 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 emotionally it didn't uh, affect me very much at all for the reason that uh, i wasn't uh do you have milk you? i do. yes i wasn't connected to the club uh, a lot sort of thing now, you came out to the club, Dyer was already there at the club when you came? Oh, yes, yeah, Jack, so, yeah. what well, was, Jack was, that? was there from about six or something. Was that like, how did that affect you, the fact that... Because you nobody know, yeah. would have read about Dyer in paper. Be perfectly honest, were, I never knew a lot about Jack. Okay. So be perfectly honest. Jack. Well, so. I knew he was the coach and the captain sort of thing, but uh, apart from that, mm. uh, I never had a great knowledge of uh, who was who or what was what. Really? because, uh, uh, well, it all goes back to the same thing again, uh, with no uh, communication and uh, not a great deal of knowledge uh, of what went on. So uh, All the time I was there at Richmond, I don't think there was one person ever came up to me and said, look, we'd like you to do this, or would you play this, or would you make sure you look after this, or... or, I I don't know. I, I got the feeling... The, the, the feeling was that you were playing weak football, you had to know everything about it. And all the ten years I was there, I was never asked or anything was suggested that you should do it this way or you should do it that way. I yeah. or
1: Hope you like the cloth.
0: <laughs> or will you do this or will you do that? Did you play the entire... 44 grand Because in 42 you were... in. Yes, yeah. got for your you part 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 the 44, okay? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I got through the 44. Now, you played over 100 games. Do you remember your 100th game? Was it a <laughs> celebration? And
1: they all forgot
0: it. <laughs> oh, please tell me the story, if you don't mind. That's another story. <laughs> well, if I'll keep you doing it, i just... That's another story. My, I, I can't recall when my 100th game was, and I never had any recollection of it, or I never had knew when it was, that we were playing at Collingwood back at Collingwood again and Maureen Fleming happened to get up on the seat and said oh we forgot Fred's 100th game uh, three weeks ago so I was playing my 103rd when they announced it and there was no there was no fanfare no Give it, No, nothing. Did you Did you realise it was your hundredth game when you were on the day you making it? No, no, because you didn't keep count. Of them. No, I didn't keep count. Did they give you anything? No, nothing. <laughs> Not they said, "Look, go. That, that's as I say." Murray got up on the hundred and third and said, "Look, we forgot Fred's hundredth game, mm. uh, which was three weeks ago." So they give you a round of applause? No, <laughs> just made everyone aware of the fact that just they forgot. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but I find that quite. Fascinating. Were you stunned? What was your reaction? Uh, Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, it never worried me. It never worried me because I I, I wasn't sort of that... Well, I was playing football, but I wasn't that wrapped in football. Uh, When I say I wasn't wrapped in that football, uh, all I wanted to do was play league football, and I wasn't worried about anything else, and I was getting a game of league football. And these little things sort of never worried me, but they do come back to me now. That mm. would have been nice, uh, like the fanfare that they do today. Uh, and even back then, uh, they recognised, basically, I can remember recognising everybody else's, but I think the whole problem again was that I was never there. So therefore, I, I, I was a forgotten number. Would you like us to read? Two. Maybe at a Richmond game, we could bring you out. You could <laughs> run through a hundredth banner. Did they have banners back? No, no, no. Yeah. No, like when Dyer would have played his three hundred. No, there was no banners or anything. The, the only thing, I think, at the grand final, you know the gate that they come through, yeah. they had a couple of streamers across the gate. Right. apart from know? that, there was sure nothing. Sure. Yeah. Would you have played when Dyer played his three hundred? Okay. now yeah, you putting me to the Oh, I'm just no, thinking, no no. no no. but do you remember other teammates having milestones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but uh, I can't remember, uh, I can't remember when Jack's 300, no, you kicked over 100 goals. Yes, well. yeah, I think I won the goal kicking in 45, 55 goals. Uh, what was the most you ever kicked in the game, do you remember? Or was I there a I day when you just had a field day and you just... No, I think I got seven on one particular game. And I think it might have been against the children. I think somewhere in one of those books it says where I might have kicked four or five mm. times six or more or something. Mm. Mm. But uh, I think it was Fred Fanning won the goal kicking at 55. From memory. Uh and I think I would have had a good show we weren't in the finals and I think Melbourne were in the finals, which counted. And I think I would have had a good show of nearly winning the league goal kicking, only over the last three games I played in, I think I kicked one thirteen. Couldn't kick a goal. No, you're probably just nervous. <laughs> you're probably just nervous. Just in a normal premiership match, premiership game. Just a normal game of the mm-hmm. season, sorry, how much would you get paid? Or you got paid at the end of the season. Uh, no, we used to be paid every fortnight, I think it was. Right. I think we were paid every... Well, I think it was every fortnight. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first coming down, we were only getting 30 shillings. That's $3. Oh, a bit different now. <laughs> $3. Then, so much it is to buy the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think then we went to... I'd have, to, I'd have to yeah no I'd have to 10 do you want to
1: pay me no. no no go ahead uh, there's plenty in the
0: that's that's that. Uh now I can't remember whether we were getting 30 shillings and that would be with the if you was on the list right if you were on the list mm-hmm. so we may have been getting 30 shillings if we were on the list And if you played a senior game, you got three pound. I think that might have been what it was. Uh, And then we eventually went to a little bit more. And when I finished playing, we were actually getting ten pound a game. Not bad. Twenty dollars. Back then. Well, see, it's all fairly relevant in as much as that we were getting ten pound to play football of a Saturday afternoon and two nights' training if you happened to be there if you went, Uh, and I was only getting about 7 pound 9 shillings to work 40 hours a week so with the day standard except for the contract players the 300,000 or the 500,000 blokes the, the chap that's just on the list today and on the base I think he gets what 35 grand or something and then he gets so much each game so that would be equivalent to a person's wage, which was when I was playing. I so it's fairly relevant, except for the big contract yeah. Were you superstitious? No. No, I had no superstitions. Did you let foot on? No. On before. had yeah? no superstitions whatsoever. Any of, your pla- any of the teammates superstitious that you remember? Oh, no, not that I can remember. Not that I can remember, but they may have had their interstitutes. Indrocytic, is whatever they call it. Idiosyncrasy. <laughs> Idiosyncrasy. Oh, uh, oh, I spell it. No. <laughs> I couldn't <have> even <laughs> get my tongue around it. Uh, they may have, but I can't recall. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I had none. Whatsoever. Now, if I can fast forward to your last game of league football, I'm not too sure if you remember No, I can't. can't. But this obviously would have involved your injury? You no, know. no. were you got over the injury? No, the injury was done in a practice game. Right. Uh, in I think it was about the start of March or the end of February when we started to train and it was done on the Richmond ground. Right. So did you play at all that year? Uh, no, the next year. Uh, I played a few games with the seconds. Right. I played a few games with the seconds but I'd lost a terrible lot of pace right. and I think this is where Elby thought that I probably would not make it again. game and I then went to Dalesford and played three seasons in Dalesford. So you didn't play senior? for Richmond after your knee, no. so you actually your last game was prior to your knee probably, you need, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the end of the season, yeah, yeah, the of the but, yeah, but you wouldn't have realised it was your last right, match That's, that's right, right, no, no. See, yeah. Yeah. So we, we had no, there was nobody to advise you what to do mm. or, or to uh, strengthen your knee or uh, to see whether it was alright you know, Just tell it's me about, a about the brick, oh, oh my goodness, goodness. Just a yeah. brick from out the back? Yeah, least. just a house brick and swinging it on a bag, you know, and you're trying to swing. So still got this brick here for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is your idea. Yeah. We should have kept it and had
1: it to <laughs> put in the museum. Yeah. We'll
0: be going, what's, what's the brick doing in the museum? <laughs> oh, I got a story about it. Yeah, So, no, I can't remember the last game because that, you know, I wouldn't have thought it would no have been my last game, oh, sort of thing. I like it. Uh, So, so did you did you miss the club when you left? Well, in uh... The- uh when you realised that it was time, you had to go back to, um, Castle May. No, no, I, I can't say that I missed it. Mm. And, uh, it all being, it all goes back to the same story, uh, Red, that far. I hadn't made... And I suppose I'm saying the wrong thing when I say that I hadn't made friends. Everybody was friendly, mm. but I had no time. close friends because I wasn't with them enough. Mm. And as soon as I'd finished... Uh, and went to Darlsford. Uh, I played three seasons at Darlsford, I think it was. And uh, once I finished the, uh, up at Darsford uh, I, I didn't get back to the club at all for the reason that in those days, there was plenty of overtime about. Newly married, a uh, couple of youngies. Uh, I worked as much overtime as I could possibly get, which was of a Saturday, probably a Sunday. So, therefore, that stopped me then from going, basically, back to the club. So, there I drifted away and lost contact with the old ones that were there and the new ones that were coming on. Do you have any thoughts Have any thoughts to coach? Uh, no. Uh, when I say no, uh, I don't think I had the confidence. Uh, I don't think I had the confidence. I would have been all right for about three nights. And then after the third night... Uh, I wouldn't have known what to tell them to do because they wouldn't want a repetition sort of thing. And I don't think I had the confidence. I had the opportunity uh, to coach Colac. Uh, This was when I was at at, uh, Cressy with Dad. Uh, Colac were looking for a coach and uh, they came out, they were in the Handon League, I think it was. Uh, They came out wanting to know if I'd go in and coach him in there and uh, I approached Richmond. And Richmond said, No, we won't let you go, sort of thing. I think this was about 1948, because I was still playing. Sure. And they said, No, we won't let you go, sort of thing. So I forgot all about that. Uh, I think Ripon, not Ripon, mm, oh, Anestheta. It wasn't yes. Teddy Ripon. Uh, oh, his son finished up playing. Anyway, he took over and they put him in a shell depot. As well as coaching, they give him the shell depot to run uh, at uh, Colac, which would have set us up for life, probably, if we'd have got into that too. But uh, from then on, I had a couple of uh, offers of coaching, Mm. but uh, we went and looked at one. Uh, Roma decided she didn't want to go to Digby, I think it was, somewhere up, up out of Hamilton. When we got up there to look at it,
1: uh,
0: the the wash house was a copper under a tree out the out in a paddock. <laughs> <laughs> the house wasn't much better, <laughs> so we declined that.
1: No doctors but, or chemists. But
0: from then on, uh, I he didn't think I had the confidence. Uh, I just wasn't oh. confident enough well, to. Uh, well, more or
1: less, Coach Cressy the year. Oh well, it, it was coaches. only
0: because I was training. I was I was training with Cressy uh, while I was at Cressy, and yeah. still playing there in development. So I used to just run around with the boys and get them running up and down. Uh, they used to go crook because of the fact that I used to, they weren't used to it, any country players. You know, they'd put their farm boots on, they were go to football and this sort of thing. So I used to run them up and down the ground and run the, the stomach out of them every night and they'd go crook. But they finished up winning the, winning the premiership that year. Yeah. But I wasn't actually coaching them with somebody. I was just running with them uh, because I wanted to train too. Yeah. What was the best part of your actual game? Were you a better kicker, fast, good mark, Oh! Uh, you think? No, I think it was just general, just an average of everything. Uh, not good at anything, just uh, general. Uh, uh, I do feel that when I first came to Melbourne that I was a fairly good kick, but as years went on, uh, I lost the ability to kick the ball. And I think that was the reason that I wasn't uh, kicking long and trying to pass and that sort of thing. But, no, I, I, it was just general, what I'd say. Oh, well, I don't think I was any expert at any one particular thing. Billy Morris and I, uh, you know, Billy Morris, uh, the, uh, unfortunately, Bill took his life uh, very sickly-looking, but Bill would run all day. Mm. And Bill Morris and I, although I think a lot of books and a lot of people claim that Billy Morris and Billy Wilson started... The Ruck Rover tapping. But it was Billy Morris and I that started Bill palming the ball. Now, we had a great rapport in as much as it, I'd ever talk to Bill and say, You're yeah, right, and down it had come and away we go, sort of thing. So, we started the Ruck Rover uh, rapport of not a great big hit like it used to be. See, so Jack and then when they were in the ruck, it used to be one great whack, uh, punch, and it used to go nearly as far as a person could kick it, sort of thing. And Bill and I more started the the Ruck Rover. So no one else around that at the time he was doing that? Uh, no. Yeah. no. So let's not whack it, let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. take control of the and ball. Yeah, we started uh, started that off. Yeah. And uh, then it gradually got into the into the game a little bit with other. But then I started to lose uh, well I suppose a little bit of stamina, a little bit of pace or what have you, and Jack swapped Max Obie, who was in the back pocket, to a ruck rover, and me in the back pocket. Uh, and that was our, I. I roved for five years, and then I was in the back pocket for five years. And, uh, and, and then I finished the uh, my years in the back pocket. Although I did rove at odd times, and I think I roved in the... the 47... the 47 uh, semi-final the 47 there's nothing I've had this year <laughs> the, for, the 47 uh, uh, semi-final we played at, at Fitzroy right, right. Uh, which I think Clem Denning and I, I think we shared the honours of Best on the Ground for that particular day sorry, you, sorry Clem Denning, yes Clem was in the papers day actually that was, is he? um uh, they he's now yeah. 89, I think. I think he would, he, uh, he, he kicked his going sh- back to Castlemaine coaching, at Castlemaine. So he started with his first six kicks in yeah, the league before, they yeah. it's, oh, I think he's been inducted into a Fitzroy Hall of Fame or something oh, like oh, that. Oh, yes, yeah. And he went to Castlemaine coaching, and yeah. he boarded, he and his wife boarded with a great friend of mine at Castlemaine, Trevor Douglas, right. who right. Played for, I played football with at Castlemaine. Yeah. Do you remember what Gertie number you wore? Number 10. Number 10. Is there a reason why you wore number 10? Or did uh, they just... Well... Calendar or burger or... Uh, when I first started, and I can't... I think they've got me down to about three or four different numbers. No, they do. Three, that book, uh, But uh, number 10 was the base. Uh, but... Uh, when I first started there, I think I had a number very similar to Dickie Harris. Right. And I can remember Laurie Fleming saying at one particular stage that... They found it very difficult to distinguish Dickie Harris and me when we were roving. And the number was much similar, that each one was getting praise for each one's deed sort of thing. So, Maury then swapped uh, my number to number 10. And I couldn't tell you what Dickie Harris' number was, I've got no idea. But you kept number 10 for uh, the rest for the uh, time that I was there. He's still got his jumper but
1: it's
0: full of moth holes. Full of moth holes. I was going to ask you, have you still still got your your old jumper yeah, I've, got a, I've got I've a, got a, uh, one of the old Western Australian jumpers out there that's got the swan right. on it. Oh, okay, yes. You swapped that, did you? All? Yeah, when I was uh, in West Australia at one stage, yeah. uh, played games over there and I swapped with some bloke who took my jumper yeah. and uh, I got I've with a few of those at home. Yeah. And, uh, we uh, gave them to the grandson for him to train in and, yep. they, and the Richmond one and the granddaughter because she married for Richmond. Yep. But unfortunately, they just left them to the stage and I think the moths got to them and I think they got quite a few holes in them there. Uh, I had a chat with, um, I'm not too sure if you remember, a gentleman called Pat Davey. Yeah, and I, I went and saw Pat a couple of weeks ago in, I think it's Somewhere near, <laughs> near Brighton area. Yeah. <laughs> And I asked, I said, do you still have the jumper? And he put out the jumper, he had it in the plastic bag, and the number was ripping off. And just looking at the old style, the old That's jumper there to now, you know, they've got this lycra stuff or yes. whatever it is to yeah, stop it the sweat and like all a this. It sweat all the time, doesn't it? Ours, ours were great heavy woolen. Yeah, I think we've got one of Roy Wright's in the museum, and it's just amazing to look at. Just yeah.
1: And the wives had to wash all their gear on the Sunday. Oh. A... Oh. <laughs>
0: <Goodness>. <laughs> When it, so when it would rain, would your jumper get very heavy? Oh, yeah, cause it, it, it got like uh, heavy as lead yeah. because it was it was a real thick, heavy wool, yeah. and uh, even on a real hot day mm. was bad enough. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, not many players played in sleeveless jumpers. Uh, uh, you still played in jumpers with the sleeves, sure. and see another thing too. I don't know whether the grounds, for a start off, are better drained. Mm. and you don't get the muddy, sloshy grounds like we've got. Ask now, to the ground, yeah. Uh whether they've done something with the footballs or whether it's because of the grounds being better, and of course they change them every quarter. Now, the football we started with it was the football we finished with. Now, by the, on a real wet uh, Saturday, by the end of the day, the football was like a lump of chamois leather, and it was that heavy that you couldn't kick it. It it nearly broke your foot to to kick the football. It got that heavy and slippery and slimy that it took you all your time to handle it. Uh, Because of the... Well, I don't know whether they're uh, putting a conditioner on them now to stop them from getting wet, or what I don't know. And also, the grounds uh, are far better drained. Uh, The old Fitzroy ground in Brunswick Street. I can remember one game there. I think... I don't know what was wrong with Jack. Uh, They made Desi row captain, and I think they made me vice-captain this particular day, but it was like water polo. We were playing in, in on the ground with three inches of water on it. Right. Tommy thought the ground was a quagmire all the time. Yeah, and the, the ball floated on it. Was that the worst ground you were playing? I'd say that would have been one of the worst. Well, that, that ground uh, would have been the worst ground that I can remember uh, in that condition, mm. but a lot of the other grounds uh, were very wet and muddy and slimy, we all used to finish up, like that game that Teddy Witt, you see him uh, the up when they were all covered in, even the umpire used to finish up as much mud on him as what was on us. Well, look, if, if, you, if you don't know what to do with your Guernsey, I know the museum would like it, so I always keep that in mind. The, uh, they've got yeah. his boots. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, rather than yeah. if you think it's yeah. useless, just something to put on display mm. one day. The, um, what was punt road like? Uh, Punt Road. Uh, Punt Road was a reasonably good ground, but it yeah. still got very wet. Yeah. It, it used to get very wet too. Didn't that could you hear the trains go past all the time? Oh, uh, uh, so not the old. same as Hawthorne Oh, oh so Hawthorn. Oh, Hawthorne was a that was a ripper. You, you, Everything could rattle as the trains went past. At, at Hawthorn, and it was a very narrow, long ground. Hawthorne yeah. I can remember getting pushed into the fence at Hawthorne and uh, yeah. split all the webbing in my finger. Finger yeah. went in. But you could sue him now. <laughs> 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 f- f- finger went in and as it's I went down, it, it split all the webbing. Yeah. And uh, their president was the name of Dr. Ferguson, I think it was. Mm. Which they took me into his room, put it under the tap, oh. run the tap on it, and then he got the needle out and put six stitches in it. Not doing
1: it, I really? Went back
0: on the plate. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I was just
1: going
0: away. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you you got your eye cut, sir. No, no, that was a good do. He had a few injuries. Oh, a bunch of one at once, and I see you, you got a life membership with the club too. Yeah, you got that probably. In, I got that in yeah. fifty-one, I think it was, or fifty-two. No doubt no, <laughs> when you when you get your life membership, you sort of know you get into the end of yeah. the time. Well, because back in those <laughs> days, there was very few I mean, players. A nice way. Yes, the
1: years yeah. by days getting very
0: close. Yeah, there was very very few players played after ten years, or or after about twenty-eight to... or twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. Not not like today, mm-hmm. because we never had the facilities to keep our body. Uh, although there again, I do feel that we were in a better condition than the players today in as much as that we... All right, the game may not be as fast uh, and as intense as today, but we never had the injuries that the players have got today, uh, Achilles and hamstrings and knees and these sort of things, because I feel that we were more toughened than fine-tuned. Now, runners in our day used to get all those sort of uh, uh, problems because they were very finely tuned to for speed. Uh, and I feel that we didn't have that sort of thing for the reason that we'd done a hard day's, week's work, which sort of toughened us, but it didn't make us racehorses. Uh, we were more draft horses uh, as, as, as to what goes on today. Was your captain always the captain coach? Uh at Richmond, yes. Richmond. yes it, 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 I think basically nearly every club in those right. days was a playing coach. So did you have, you had run, runners? No. You didn't have runners? Did no, you? no, it was only a trainer. There was no runners. I was going to say, because I've seen old footage where you see the coach on the, on the side of the ground, just yelling yeah. instructions, just barking instructions as you're running past, or did... Yeah, well, that that's when it got to the non-playing coach, but uh, that was after my day. Yeah. Now, I would say all the time I played, it was always a playing coach. Yeah. And uh, there was no, uh, well, all the train had done was come out if you got hurt. There was no, see, that's another thing. We must have played all our games dehydrated because you weren't allowed to drink. It it, it was a Uh, no-no. Don't drink excessively. So we must have played all our games dehydrated as compared to what they do today. After a dollar, they had a drink. Yeah a bit of a spell and a squirt of a drink and all this sort of thing. But we, we went from one, well, all right, we had a, a an orange juice or a, a, no cordial or anything like that. It was just a watered orange or a lemon drink at half time or a quarter time. You had a, a, a quarter or a half an orange at half time. Mm. And uh, a few of the older players used to have a little shot of sherry of, uh, yeah. uh, at three-quarter time. Yeah. Now I don't know whether that was to keep the cold out or whether it was to keep them going. <laughs> Did you ever have a shot of sherry? No, no. Yeah, I'll show and a, Another thing uh, Charlie Callender I was going to ask you about Charlie yeah. uh, Charlie Callender uh, He was a hard man You couldn't even get a pair of socks out of Charlie uh, If you wanted a new jock strap That, that was like extracting and tooth uh, I've heard that many times But Charlie uh, If Charlie was doing the day What he'd done back in those days Walking around Dishing a, a, a teaspoon full of white powder out And giving you a a, a spoonful of white powder, they'd be wondering what the hell he was doing. It was glucose. Oh. <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd give you a teaspoonful of glucose every now and again. But uh, we, we must have been dehydrated because. I think you should see, it yeah, I <laughs> think it has a, a fair chance to pursue it. everything. and everything. Well, I'm just wondering whether I can sue him over doing yes. me knee because it was a hard ground. It was, you know, summer, ground as hard oh. as cement. I've got two big scars. that? I'd say, look, yeah. can you sue
1: My job is, is not in good neck.
0: Can we sue that too? It was too heavy. Now, you playing with, obviously, with many people, but who were some of the best, better players that you played with or against? Uh, well, that, that's a very difficult one, too, uh, read in, is to say who was the better player mm. against because we only saw, we only used to play around and a half. Uh, so we only saw one club once a year, we might see one club twice a year. Okay. Right. Uh, and in that short period of time, uh, it's very difficult. Now, I always maintain that the stars, even back in our day, only shone about every six Saturdays, but for the reason that they shone every six Saturdays, they stood out. The consistent player who played the same game week in, week out, uh, got very little recognition because he played the same sort of football, and yet he was probably as good as the star. But to try and compare, it's very difficult. Mm. Like, you go back to Ron Durrubit, played at fullback. he looked like being a a world-beater, unfortunately, done a knee. Uh, you know, Ray Stokes in the centre. Uh, there was Jeff Spring on the wing and there was Leo uh, Leo Merritt on the wing. Uh, Billy Wilson, he was a tremendous rover. He, he, he would run all day. Uh, he represented the, uh, Vic two or three times and played very good football. Uh, I don't know, going back to Jack, Jack was a... Uh, he was a bullicker, but... Uh, was he tough or was it tough? Well, that's difficult to question too in as much as that you had uh, big men in other teams as well and back in those days, the big men, uh, they weren't nice footballers like they are today. Uh, they were getting back to like to the draft or style of thing uh, again. Uh, they weren't fast. Uh, they weren't brilliant, but they were sort of consistent. Speaking of Ron Rifle, you always thought Alan Geddes was very... Yeah, well, Alan very Geddes tough. was before me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was before me, Alan Geddes. I was tough. Uh, Jack, was, uh, Jack was a tough player, and unfortunately, I think that in the era that I played, uh, Jack expected everybody to be the same as what he right, was. See. Yeah. Uh, and, and his speeches were the, were the same sort of thing. Uh, we you. Yeah. And uh, anybody that played had to play the game the same as Jack played it. So, uh, this begs the question did you ever uh, uh, run through anyone or.? Well, I won't show it to you in there. I've got four weeks once. Alright, so. Okay. <laughs> no, no, this is interesting. Oh, this is one of my last questions, so don't worry. So, you, you were reported? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but unfortunately, I was reported for hitting a, a, a round low medalist. Marcus Wheeler, colleague. So you were gone already? I was no, gone. I know you are in trouble. I was gone. You, <coughs> well, I was... Wow. Or was it just in the course no, of play? It was in the course of play, the ball was in between. I ran through, he was running through, and I more or less went to ward or push or whatever, clipped him in the ear, which he held his ear, and of course, McBride, the umpire, uh, reported me, and, I think if you went along in those days, although Jack never got rubbed out very much, but unfortunately it was my first time up, the first time reported, never in any incidents uh, other than that. Mm. Uh, Marcus Wheeler said, no, he didn't hit me, but they still give me four weeks. So did you t- have to turn up to a tribunal for yes. an actual, yes. like they do these yes, days? Yes, it still went along, you had your advocate. Into a little room there? And, yeah, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you where it was now, but we did have to go. I'll ask you how you plead, and you go, yeah. You're not guilty? Yeah, you still, still all had to do the that. video footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, um, actually, I thought it was only two weeks, but I had to look through the book yesterday, yes. and it was four weeks. So would you lose pay? Yes. The club would? Yeah, yeah. and actually... I wasn't supposed to even train, uh, being suspended then, yeah. and uh, oh, I right. lost so your if money. Su- if you were suspended, you weren't allowed to train. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you lost your money, Gee. Couldn't <laughs> get <getting> the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lost your money as well. Gee, lucky you didn't have mallets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: yeah.
0: yeah. had another job. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. No, it's lucky you were. You know, knocking people left, right, and center all the time. That's right. All right. <laughs> yeah. God, you wouldn't be able to get back home on the train, would you? Yeah. 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 But uh, I was a little bit fortunate in as much as that uh, on the fifth year the club decided that they would start a provident Fund. Yep. And they would put, I think it was two pounds for every game you yep. played or something into the provident Fund. And the league also decided that they would start a provident Fund yep. for anybody that had played five years. And I was fortunate enough that I uh, was eligible the year that they started it. Yes. And uh, when I finished playing at Richmond, I think I got 200 pounds from Richmond and 200 pounds from the uh, league. <laughs> so about 400, 800 dollars total. So we on a really long train trip. <laughs> 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 I'm right, a one-way ticket. I'm almost out of questions. Are, did you did you play interstate? No, no. Did no. You not, but you went on interstate trips, did you? <laughs> well, only, only with uh, Richmond, we went on an we went on a, we went on a uh, interstate trip each year. Was that during the season? or No, at the end of the season. Okay. Always at the end of the season. Was it just the players who would go? Or? Only the players and right. officials. Just the players and your sure. officials. Just head off to... And, well, yeah. uh, one trip we'd done a bus tour. They had hired two buses and we went around the east coast up to Sydney. Oh, and then from Sydney back inland back to Melbourne for a fortnight. That uh, we had a fortnight in Brisbane. We had a fortnight in Western Australia. Uh, yeah, I think I had uh, two or three trips to Adelaide. I think one was for a weekend and the other was for a couple of weeks. So, you know, basically, uh, they were the trips, the end of the season trips, which the club provides. And you wouldn't play any football in those instances. Yes, we, we always played a game of football against somebody. I think the trip that we done to Brisbane, and I think they were the photos that I gave to Bill weekend, yep. uh, we played Don't uh, have a cool and gather. And at that particular time, we went through Surface Paradise, and all that was at Surface Paradise was the Surface Paradise Hotel and a little lolly shop. The rest of it was just sand. No, but nobody thought about buying any land there to what it is today. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, there was a bit of a, an imaginary at the uh, at the Surface Paradise Hotel. They had a few animals and things there, and we stopped there and had a bit of a drink and a bit of and all that sort of thing. And that's the Surface Paradise Hotel, which I think is still there. And that was the only thing that was there when we went through in, well, I don't know, whether it was 45 or 46 or something. Did you get any Brownlow votes? Uh, I didn't know. Actually, the Brownlow was suspended uh, during the first few years. Well, I was saying you were one. There. And uh, I think I got two or three votes mm. after that. And I think I was third in Richmond's Best and Fairest one year. But as for votes and things, mm. I didn't uh, fare very well. Did it worry you to play a game of football at the end of the season after AKA against Fitzgerald, but surface paradise? No, no, we used to No, well, was it a bit of fun really? Was it, it was only a fun run? It was basically fun We played a couple of games in Western Australia uh, I think the first game we played in Western Australia we got thoroughly trounced but then Moxie Fraser and uh, two or three others uh, got around the town and got a few bets on and I think we finished up with the second one <laughs> Um, I think that's all oh, where, where was the 44 grand final? St Kilda uh, at St Kilda ground It was at St Kilda ground uh, The trams were on strike oh. And it was a stinking hot north wind Perfect day for... Oh it was a hot It, yeah, was, yeah, a it was a shocking way. day yeah. uh, Everybody had to walk to the ground Because the trams were on strike yeah, In 44 A stinking hot day yeah. And uh, yeah, that was at St Kilda down at uh, that day? Yeah, there was a wall I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what the crowd was, but the the, the, the game was packed. The yeah. uh, the ground was packed, but uh, crowd wise, I I've got no idea. it Might be in somewhere in the book there. What what crowd was there? And, and do you still follow Richmond? Oh yeah, we still go. Yeah.
1: Uh, with With the
0: Two of these grand Did Two. you Two. catch up with any of the former players that you played with? Uh, not very often, yep. although uh, I went to the Carlton game, right, uh, the other Sunday week ago. Yes, yes. Uh, I went there and I went up to the old players' room. Yes, and uh, I caught up with, uh, well, uh, Billy Perkins, yes. Tommy Allen, Fraser. Uh, uh, What's uh, Kevin Gleeson, please. Uh... I think that's about all. They are always a bit of fun. Yeah, I think that was about all. There was a hell of a crowd there, yeah. but uh, there so was that no players. Has the President's Lunch? No, 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 no. This is the old players. Oh, uh, former players. Former players. Yeah, former players. They have a room there for the, with the home game. Yeah. And, uh, so I, that was the first time I went, uh, because I went to the game one my own. Yeah. Usually I go with the two granddaughters, so I don't like to lose them and, and go up. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I was on my own this Sunday, so I just meandered in and said day to Tommy and Billy. We brought back some uh, Bill Clevens was there. Alf uh, Barna, he was I behind right the back. Yeah, Ralph was there. Alf keeps saying that uh, I always kept him out of a game of football or something. I got the game with the seconds and he missed out or something. <laughs> That's one things I should say to Alf So did you watch the game from up there, did you? No, it? no, no, I went back and watched it, but yeah. I, I would say... Right that in front of those two ladies <laughs> who... <was> yeah, <laughs> a couple of the old yeah, the granddaughter come home and said, "And then, hey, you better cover the football. You're going to lose part. There's a couple of oldies has got their <laughs> eye on it. <Uh-oh>. Watch out." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think I've asked every question possible. Yeah, so yeah, I, right. no, right. thank you very much. Yeah,